When Jacob Rylick posted a meme on Facebook suggesting Cam's customers storm the popular campus bar to keep it from closing, he had no idea it would go viral. For this week's episode, I talk with Jacob about why students and alumni feel so strongly about Cam's, the loss of other campus town landmarks, technology and anxiety on campus, and his thoughts as a longtime sports fan about moving on from the Chief. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week, from Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Welcome back to Campus Conversation. This is Julie Wirth, and my guest today is a University of Illinois student who organized a tongue-in-cheek, I think, Facebook event to keep cams from closing in a couple of weeks, the popular bar on campus. Jacob Rylick is a St. Joe native and a graduate of University High School and will be a senior in engineering this fall. Jacob, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Julie. No problem. So uh, our reporter, Aldo Toledo, interviewed you a couple weeks ago, and you told him that this was initially a joke, but uh, like many things online, it took on a life of its own. Tell me about what it is and how it came up, and was it really a joke? Well, um, so CAMS is closing. Uh, that's the, the facts first and foremost. And at the same time that we kind of heard this news and took it all in, uh, there was a meme going around on Facebook about storming Area 51 and how if we all showed up, they couldn't possibly stop us. Hey. And I thought it was so absurd, and there was one day... Uh, I was just thinking about things, and in my mind, a little bubble popped into my head. What if we all stormed CAMS? They couldn't stop us. If they can't stop us at Area 51, they can't stop us at CAMS. And it was so absurd, <laughs> but it was so funny to me that I'm like, I have to run with this. And so I created a, a Facebook event, and I just just shared it with a couple of my friends, thinking it would be a small inside joke. But then uh, my friends shared it with their friends, and so on and so forth, and now 2,300 people plus say they are going to storm cams or are interested in storming cams, and it's <laughs> far more than I could have ever imagined. Actually, I, yeah, I was just looking at it. I think they, it says 650 people definitely plan to attend, and another oh, wow. <laughs> 1,700 or so are interested. Do you think this will happen, and are you planning? This was supposedly going to be on September 1st, right? Are well, you September actually 1st go? is a Sunday, and cams is closed on Sundays. <laughs> that date was chosen intentionally as ah. just a make-believe placeholder. Um, however... I mean, people love that place, and who knows what's going to happen the day they shut the doors for good in that location. I forget the exact year off the top of my head. I was looking at the uh, Champaign-Urbana History Group on Facebook, and CAMS has been a topic on there as of late recently with all the news of that building coming down, uh, as, as have many other campus buildings. And there's just a lot of history there. Uh, people love that place. And I don't know what people will necessarily do, per se. I'm not going to be leading anything. I'm not going to be organizing anything, really, I guess. <laughs> I, I promise. But the fact of the matter is, I think there will be some sort of response. Uh, it amazed me. Uh, this summer, I was working out of Kansas City uh, in an internship. And there were multiple Illinois grads I met over the course of the summer. And they're like, is it true? Is it true that CAMS <laughs> is coming down? And these are people you know that graduated anywhere from last year to 25, 30 years ago. So it's it's a generational thing, I think, and it's just, uh, I honestly don't know what to expect in those last few days whenever those come. Do you have any idea when it's going to close? Have you guys heard anything um, further? I have heard all sorts of different things. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. You know, somebody says they were told by so-and-so who works at CAMS or, you know, it's there's a huge rumor mill and I've heard everything from it wasn't going to be opening at all 
this fall. It's opening tonight, actually. Uh, it's opening tonight. It is opening tonight. Uh, today's the fifteenth, uh, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's opening tonight, and it's closing anywhere from early September to all the way into winter break. Is what you've heard. I've heard everywhere in that time span, so I really <laughs> don't know what to expect. Okay, so I have to say, as a student, I never set foot in cams. It was not my crowd. Um, how did you wind up hanging out there, and what makes it special for people? You know, we've all heard about the legendary cam smell, and it's you know it's sticky and. <laughs> it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to seem. First and <laughs> foremost, I avoided it for the longest time. Uh, but I've, I'm, as I, I, as I've said, I'm a huge Illinois sports fan. A lot of my friends are Illinois sports fans, and they always liked going to cams after the games. Uh, so naturally, I kind of started just getting dragged out there after game days, uh, win or lose. I mean, my first time I went to Kansas was after Illinois basketball beat Indiana my sophomore year, oh. uh, and that was a, that was fun. It was really fun, and it just kind of was a fun. It was winter, you know, it was cold, uh, and we walked straight from the State Farm Center out to Kansas, and I was like, "What am I doing?" But I just just going there with friends, you know. It's all about who you're there with, more so than who everybody else is there, and I've just. And the environment is, it's really, it's got a college feel to it. It's got an Illinois feel to it. I mean, the walls are orange and blue. Uh, there's pictures of, you know, the Final Four team on the wall, D. Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head. And I can look there and kind of be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was in kindergarten at the time. But it's just, <laughs> it's got a very Illinois uh, vibe to it. Uh, and it's just, I think it's more so my friends happened to go there. And so I started going there. And then I brought my other friends there. And so now it's just the place we kind of go, uh, more so than anything. And it's just a place that, I mean, as I said, it's historic. I mean, my parents both went to Illinois. They both oh. went to Cams. Oh, okay. My grandpa has talked about Cams when he went to Illinois. I believe wow. it was in a different location at that time. But just the fact that there's that there's that history to it, whereas a lot of these other establishments are fairly new or have been rebranded or, or the older ones have been torn down. Yeah, I was going to say some others have been torn down. Do you think people will go to the new location, which is, what, like six blocks away or something? Uh, yeah, that, I mean... I imagine people will. I mean, if you, you put cams on a building and people are going to show up is, <laughs> is the fact of the matter in my mind. It's not right next to the quad anymore. It's not though. right next to the quad, which is which is a shame. Uh, that was part of the charm to it. I thought it was just everybody I've talked to who wasn't from Illinois, they're like, you have a bar right off your quad. It was the, <laughs> it was the strangest thing to them, but it was unique. But first and green, people are going to show up. Uh, I mean, especially it doesn't help that a number of the campus bars have been torn down and not been rebuilt. Uh, there's there's fewer places to go, and everything has kind of gravitated outwards in that direction. Uh, so that's where all the bars are now. And so people are probably going to head out that way. I think it'll be pretty busy. It won't be the same, but I imagine it'll still be a pretty busy place to go to. Do you think this is about cams, or is it about something bigger happening to Campus Town with all of the high-rises going up, things being torn down, as you mentioned? Uh, how do students feel about that? I I feel like... Cams is it's it's a mixture of both. Cams in itself is a thing that people want to stay. Cams is cams. Uh, when people think of cams, they don't think of a new building. You know, they think of the sticky floors, they think of the smell. It's not supposed to be some new fancy place. At the same time, I do think it's kind of a greater uh, uh, item in that campus town development. I mean, you know, it's all fun and games until your favorite building comes down. Uh, you know, and I first stepped foot on campus really as a sub freshman at University High School yeah. there in the fall of 2011. And they were building the new high rise that's at 6th and Green, which is where the Game Day Spirit is. Now I forget the na- official name of that building. And I was just like, they're putting a high rise on campus in Champaign Urbana? That doesn't make any sense. And now you go on Green Street and it's all there is. I mean, you know, I've heard about the other buildings being torn down. I'm not as like 
partial to them is, you know, I remember Papa Dell's used to be there, and it's now where a high-rise is, or, or stuff like that. But I think a big part of this reaction is now what is what is there? Everything on campus is coming down and being replaced by these high-rises. I mean, that block uh, ordered by Wright Street, 6th Street, Green Street, and I believe it's Daniel, is literally going to only be high-rises here pretty soon with the because, you know, they tore down everything on those other two sides to put up these high-rises. It's just crazy to me that we have so many of them now. Do you think they fill up? Uh, are students interested in them? Can they afford them? I think students are. there are students who can afford them who are interested in living in them, but I, I can't possibly believe, and I don't have any statistics to back this up. This is just my observation. You know, you're putting in a 442-unit luxury high-rise apartment, and there's already numerous 100-plus units high-rise apartments how do you possibly fill them all? And I guess it's a business move on the part of whoever's building these things. If they think they can make money off of it, they'll build it. You know, you build it, they will come. But I just don't see how they fill them or how at a certain point it's worth it. I mean, I feel we have, we've, we've had enough of them, and now we're just getting even more of them. Do you think that the city or the campus or somebody should designate certain parts of campus town, you know, uh, for historic uh, things? That, well, for one thing, I would not, despite what some people have said, try and designate CAMS as some sort of national historic landmark. Uh, <laughs> Did this, people propose that? I've heard multiple people who are like, we need to get it saved. And I'm like, why? It's, 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 it's a good place. I'm going to miss it. It's had its run. Uh, at the same time, I just wonder what's going to happen because eventually you're gonna, they're going to have them. Everything's going to be high rises if stuff continues theoretically at this rate. And how are you going to develop campus then? Uh, you know, you, you, we need restaurants, we need places to live, we need places to have fun outside of sporting events, you know, or apartments and whatnot. You need to have places to go to. Uh, places to gather. Places to gather. And I just wonder about what that's, what campus is going to look like 10, 15 years down the road, uh, just if this everything continues at this rate. Because since I've been here in these last, I guess, eight years now that I've been on campus, everything's blown up like extremely quickly, uh, and if that rate continues, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm curious about the college social scene these days. Mm-hmm. Do do students still like to go to bars and frat parties as much as they used to? I, I feel like cell phones and social media have changed it a bit at the high school level in terms of kids going out or not um, and being able to connect online. Do you, have you seen anything change in I that? I mean, way? I'd say the, the bars are still pretty busy. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. You go, I mean... You go out on the weekends and they're packed and they're still busy on weeknights that you do manage to get out. I don't think that's necessarily changed too much on the college scene at least. Uh, I mean, people still want to go out. They want to have fun with their friends. And now is the time to really do that. And I don't think that will change as long as we have establishment standing. You were saying before that the bars have sort of been migrating off campus anyway, I guess. Do you mean like downtown in that area? Uh, or I'm first actually pointing more in like that first street area. I mean, you have cams going up there at first and green. You have other establishments like the Red Lion or the Hub that are out that way that have become big places. Meanwhile, more in the campus town area, you have your Murphys, your Legends, that are kind of quieter places to gather. But the um, the party bar scene, as you might call it, that you know cams kind of represented is all kind of moving out that way. And some people think the U of I sort of wants it that way, so it's not right on campus. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of personally, at least on my tours, I kind of liked the fact that, you know, you saw that right there, you know. Uh, to me, everything, life is a balance. Uh, you can't have all school, no fun. You right. can't have all fun and no school. Uh, there has to be that balance and finding that balance. And I think camp, at least I liked the representation that that had when you could see Cam's 
right there, literally across the street from the psychology building or down the street from the quad. We've talked recently here about, and I asked you about cell phones, about technology uh, and how it's affecting people's lives and whether anybody's thinking about that as opposed to just what's the next biggest you know, device we can make or the next smallest device we can make. How, how has technology affected your life as a student and how often, you know, like, what do you use most on campus and in your classes? Oh, wow. Uh, technology is huge these days. I mean, I walk into a lecture hall and every single kid is taking notes on their laptop. Uh, except for me. I still use pen and paper. You do? I do. It drives everybody nuts. They'll see me there writing with a pen and paper, and I do that mainly because I think technology can be so distracting. Uh, you know, you have your laptop, you open up your Internet Explorer, you pull up your Google Doc to write your notes, but then you start getting notifications from Facebook, from Twitter, from all these places, and it's easy to get sidetracked in lecture. Uh, and I know the professors will love me saying this because they start all of their syllabus week lectures by talking about if you're going to use a laptop now, don't get distracted, uh, but I'm not going to stop you. I just find it easier to use paper and pen, take notes by hand, you know, feel me, myself writing it out. I'm old school in that regard, but, like, phones are huge these days. Uh, I mean, I can look, go online and check something in a span of a minute, you know, figure out what's going on in the world. Uh, Do you use it in your classes at all? Not a little bit here and there, you know. If, like, if lecture's slow, I might pull up my phone to check my email real quick or something. But not as part of a class assignment or anything? Not really. Uh, I mean, some of, the, some, of the, some of the classes have started using, like, the clicker system. They've moved that to a mobile platform, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, where you can just use your phone as the to clicker. Answer questions to in answer class. questions in class. But, I mean, the big thing, I guess, is just phones are everywhere these days for good and for bad. I mean, you know, you use them to book your Uber, your Lyft, to check the next time the bus is coming by, look at your class schedule, all that stuff. It's all there. You don't have to have papers or anything like that anymore. A giant backpack. A giant backpack, yeah. Do you, you know, we've read a lot about anxiety among college students being on the rise and not enough mental health services. Do you see that? Do you, do you see it in high school? Do you see it in college? Do you think it's a big problem? I mean, I feel that, that people do get pretty anxious when it comes to school. I mean, school is a very serious thing to a lot of people. Uh, you know, uh, this is this is their future, their careers that they're going to be going down, and it all depends, you know, ultimately on whether or not you get the grades you need to get that diploma. It's it's become a lot bigger thing, I, I feel, than when I first started, at least, like in high school and whatnot. I feel this um, stressing of grades is something that has been really hit upon by society in general recently. Everybody wants that 4.0. Everybody wants all that, and it's not healthy. You are a big sports fan. A lot of people might recognize you as the, as the guy in the bright orange suit, right? At, yeah, at football yeah, games yeah. and all sorts of games. You go to lots. I of go different to events. pretty much every sport: football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, softball, tennis, wrestling. I go to pretty much everything if I can. Well, I have to ask you, put you on the spot here. So, you know, we've heard a lot of talk over the last thirty years about the whole mascot issue and the chief debate. Mm -hmm. um, are people tired of that fight and? And in general, what do you think? People, most of the people I talk to at least are just tired of it. It's, I mean, it's been 12 and a half years now uh, since the Chiefs' last dance. Uh, it's, it's just crazy to me that it's still, you know, 12 and a half years later. It still seems to be in the news every, like, other week, every month with some big new development that is really not a development but just everything staying the way it is and people arguing and nothing being done to move forward. I think it's we're in this position where it's almost like if we had acted sooner, we might have more, uh, more of a solution now than we did, and it's hard to implement a solution now. Because everyone's like, well, we've been fine for the last 12 and a half years. And I'm like, if fine is these incidences every so two weeks or so, it's not really getting anywhere. And I think we saw some of that last spring with the Alma Otter referendum on student government ballot. 
Uh, what did you think of Alma Otter? Alma Otter was, I, I thought it was <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Uh, I thought it was a, a novel concept, a funny idea that was generated by students. Um, I thought it was a bit too suddenly pushed upon everybody at first. Like, uh, like one week it wasn't a thing, and then the next week it was on the ISG referendum. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but I, I personally liked the idea that people were actually discussing a, a mascot concept, and that led to you know, the discussion of other mascot concepts, uh, whether it was a champ mm-hmm. or the bus route. That was m- another... Oh, I didn't I, hear about the bus route. I made, I made a joke about it being a bus route and actually got some picked up by some, like the Daily Illini wrote a little, <laughs> like, little side blurb about it. It was in a News Gazette article, a little blurb about the 22 Illini might be the next mascot. And I'm like, oh, gosh. That was my first taste of what happens when you make something, I put something on the internet. And realize <laughs> but you didn't it, learn, did you, Jacob? I did not learn. Uh, <laughs> but it was just nice to see people actively discussing it rather than just getting caught up in the same loop that gets nowhere of chief or no chief. Uh, it's pretty much been determined by Illinois, by the NCAA, by all these parties, that there is not going to be a chief, you know. And we need to move forward from that, in my mind, and find something that we can agree upon. And not everybody is naturally going to agree upon something. There's a a lot of feelings and sentimentality towards the chief, and understandably so, from a you know a, a fan base that's been around it for so long. But at the same time, you have to move forward. I mean, Ole Miss has been through like two or three mascots since they got rid of I forget what their controversial mascot was, but they went through like two or three sacrificial lambs before they landed upon a mascot <laughs> that people actually kind of embraced. You know, you get two or three that kind of get booed off and booed out, and then people get sick and tired. Of booing, like Sassy the Squirrel, or like Sassy the Squirrel. <laughs> I booed Sassy the Squirrel relentlessly. <laughs> I saw orientations as like a freshman. I'm like, I swear to God, if that thing ends up as like our mascot in any regards, I'm not going to a sporting event again. <laughs> but I think if it can be an organic concept that's generated by a consortium of people, you know, the community at large, because you know, the University of Illinois sports is huge in the community. It's not just a thing that students go to. I mean, the State Farm Center holds sixteen thousand people, well, less than that now, but. Or, you know, football games, you see that. And that's mostly the community because if you ever looked at the block high in the north end zone, it's not the best. It's its own issue, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask what you thought of the recommendations from that whole critical conversation process that they think about new traditions but also somehow honor the chief's history. Uh, did you agree with that? And, do you you know, as far as new traditions, you know, what, what could those be in your opinion? Admittedly, I have not looked too much into that critical conversations piece, but I would say that there needs to be – uh, we need to move forward with new traditions in a way that we can create something rather than just look longingly look back on what was in the past because that gets us nowhere. At the same time, I think we need to acknowledge what we had beforehand and look at it in a historical context. Uh, you know, this was the chief. This is what the chief did. And embracing that history, both in the context of the chief as a mascot, a symbol, whatever you want to call it, as well as the controversy it generated, you can't look at it unilaterally as a good thing or as a bad thing there's a greater context out of which it generated and which we can view today in a contemporary light. You're involved um, in student government, right, still? Uh, yeah, I have, I have a minor role in student government, yeah. What other issues can we expect to maybe come up on campus? I'm sure the chief debate will in some form, but... Oh, gosh. Um, let's see here. In this coming year, uh, I, I, I do think we'll probably see another round of t- discussion and controversy over over the chief, as there has been for as long as I've been a part of the organization, undoubtedly long before that. Uh, but I'm not sure what else there might be. I mean, my role, I mainly deal with transportation. Uh, so I'm kind of isolated from a bunch of the bigger stuff. So that. you're aware of the bus routes and the MTD? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have to ask you about uh, your uh, hobby, railroad photography, and 
And apparently you have a Blue 82 El Camino also. What's the deal with that? <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. So ever since I was real little, I loved trains. Uh, not, not like Thomas the Tank Engine a little bit, but mainly I went to preschool in Homer, Illinois. And Homer, Illinois is split down the middle by a really busy rail line that my preschool was right next to. And so oh. I saw the big trains all the time. And as a little kid, I thought they were the coolest things ever. And I got older and I never really outgrew it. Uh, and so I also had always had an interest in photography. I've kind of combined the two. I take photos of trains. I take photos of pretty much anything and everything I can put my camera lens up to. I mean, I've traveled as far as uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Kansas to take photos of trains. Uh, it's just kind of a hobby. I haven't taken the blue 82 El Camino out that far. I got that last March. I uh, founded a dealership in Tolono, and it has 50,000 miles on it. Uh, oh my gosh! It's in beautiful shape, and it's just fun to drive around. It catches, um, you know, catches eyes. It's fun. It's different. It's unique. Uh, that is a unique car. It's a unique car, and it's uh, a lot more fun to drive than my old Prius was. Uh, <laughs> Probably doesn't get as good mileage though. No, to tell not you. nearly as much good mileage. I have to put premium in it. But oh my god! Oh, it takes premium. Yikes! Okay. Um, well, Jacob, um, I appreciate you being with us today. We'll see what happens on the whole camps front. So, uh, Thank you for having me, Julie. All right. We'll talk to you again. Thanks.